Welcome back to the Blathering. I'm Ken Napsock in a sweltering studio in a dying Burbank. And we're here for episode, oh, I checked, it's official, episode 69 of the show. Go ahead, say it this once. Giggity. Oh, you dirty little bleepers. All right, let's get on to it. We got some important stuff here to talk about. You know what, actually, I don't even... I don't even want this to be important, but I, I and I don't want to think that anything I'm going to say is important. There might be things I say, and then later on I go, oh, it turned out to be pretty important. But I don't like intentionally getting in my uh, mental car and heading down the important highway. You know what I mean? I am just a bearded schmuck with a microphone, and you can only trust me so far. And we all have our own thoughts, perspectives, agendas, the way we look at things, the way, I don't know, our minds start to change. And, and that's kind of where I am here today. I, I have to. I have to talk about the UFO hearing last week. Episode 68 was recorded two nights before that. And I talked about stuff there. And by the way, there are probably going to be some things that might pop up. And I know often I'm like your, your dumb uncle at a barbecue who's like, did I ever tell you that time I was camping in Wyoming and caught two catfish with one worm? And you're like, it's 50 times. But we've given up trying to stop you. Just tell the same story again. I know that's often me and it's often me on the blathering. But anything I say that was repeated uh, from last week is, is, is somewhat intentional in the sense of, of, of I have a bigger scope that we all have a bigger scope of what's going on and then we actually the hearing emerged and then i also spent more time than i wanted to in ufo twitter last week which is which is not nice uh it's it's a it's a place it's a place i i I got out of star wars twitter i started out in wrestling social media fandoms uh, years ago got out of that and uh, oof, uh i'd take both of those now versus spending too much time in in, in the ufo <laughs> twitter sphere but other people do and they're doing what i think uh is uh, great work trying to not just rebut this stuff and and, and that's the that's the thing um, i'm going to start again where i start at a lot of um, a lot of my conversations because we've been talking about aliens around the blathering here for a bit now and no secret i mean if you're watching on youtube look at the shirt it's my alien shirt. It's the Guthrie Center of, of, of uh, Learning, uh, uh, which is from my um, satire parody show, uh, Mysteries in the Unexplained. And I was this close, still might find a way to do it, this close to launching, as I've been saying on this show before, the, the serious version. Like the more like, hey, it's not a character, it's me, it's Ken, and let's talk about things that you've seen or experienced, because I still want to talk about that stuff. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll repeat again. I, I've seen something weird in the sky. I've got other friends that have seen something weird in the sky. You all out there have seen something weird in the sky. And let's talk about it. I think that's important. I think that's possible. There's no harm in talking about it. There's no harm in having a little fun with it, too. As I said last week, I'll say again. I'll say many times going forward. You want to go hunt for Bigfoot? I'll go with you. I'll pack a snack. I'll bring. I'll bring the. I'll be the team mom and bring some high C and orange slices. And let's go into the wilderness and look for Bigfoot. I don't have that kind of problem. I. 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 I love it. I, I'm also fascinated with the people and have been. I think that's why I like docu uh, documentaries and docu series and rock docs and things that look at uh, groups of people at a time. And analyze them in that time and of their time and uh, look back and look ahead and who are we? All those kind of uh, silly questions. I know it's kind of a cliche for middle-aged white man with a, with a grain beard to be like, hey, if you watch that documentary on uh, Prohibition by Ken Burns, you definitely should. But you should. Y'all should. 
I've actually been listening to a lot of Ken Burns interviews this past week, just stumbled onto it, the algorithm. And, and that's one of our more eloquent minds uh, whose art, his chosen medium, documentaries um, are beyond, well beyond the subject that they're covering. Uh, and he goes into that a lot. Someone asked him in one of the interviews, it seems like race comes up a lot in your docs. And he's like, that's because that's our story. And if we ever solve that one, the world is immensely a better place immediately. But we can't and we won't. And we need to know why. And that's part of the story I'm telling. That's part of the story of America as I go through it with my documentary lens. And I love that kind of stuff because I love studying people. So even though I am at this point, I would describe myself a strong skeptic on anything related to mysteries in the sky, uh, that does not mean I don't want to still spend time looking to the skies or still, you know, or, or not spend time around the people who are fascinated with them. Uh, and I don't mean it from the lens of, of cynicism or snark. Uh, I, if you've got a doc about flat earthers, I'll watch it. Definitely not because I think the world is flat, but because I want to know what brings them to that and why do they make those kind of leaps and, and what's the evidence they have in their mind and what are they looking for in life? What are they searching for? Uh, this is no different than trying to figure out uh, why uh, Eagles became one of the greatest bands in the world and watching a two-part document documentary on them uh, or Fleetwood Mac fighting in the studio. It, it's fascinating. Uh, I, and I'll say this, um, I've, I've never been uh, what I would call a giant fan of, of Pornography, if you want to watch it, more power to you. You know, moderation is what I would say. Uh, I really haven't. Uh, not saying I haven't seen it or, or willingly clicked on it at times. Uh, let's be honest here. But I, I, I've never sought it out, but I've been fascinated with the people. The people are in that. I, uh, an old uh, friend of mine actually um, was in a relationship with, a, with an adult film star for a while. And, and to go out to dinner with this, you know really normal person who had this, uh, I would say, different and extraordinary job uh, that uh, brought with it a, a, a wealth, uh, first of all, for her, and also a wealth of problems. And, and, and why are you in that? And what brought you there? Why you stay? And then she had at one point tried to leave, at one point couldn't. Uh, only her, generally only, her only friends were in the industry. And there's a reason for that. No, not unlike there's a reason that law enforcement officers usually can only be friends with law enforcement officers and relationships and marriages are ruined. And if, that's a human condition thing that I'm fascinated with. I, I, it's no different for me. Uh, to, to, to me with the, than looking at uh, those who believe in aliens, who want to believe in aliens, who are open to the possibility. I'm definitely want I want to remain in that category uh, and and uh, where you take that and where you go. That, that's where I want to start here. I want to try to be as positive as possible. But a lot's changed for me even since the last time I recorded an episode here. A lot's changed for me uh, in terms of this isn't fun for me anymore. And I don't want to be the dour Debbie Downer in the corner. Because I got a lot of friends who are like, ah, I'm watching the hearing because it could be for aliens. Did you hear? They said aliens. And I'm kind of the one in the corner uh, sipping whiskey, you know, with a low growl going, it's all bullshit and don't believe it. Uh, and I immediately blow out the candles of their fun. I, I, I don't want to be that, but here I am with that. And I just, the way the blathering's been going the last couple uh, months, uh, quite frankly, where the aliens have always popped up because we started, and why? We started getting more of these stories. We started getting... The one in Vegas that I think by now we can say was a hoax uh, or at least, at least debunked. At least the people that called I felt were, were hoaxing. But, you know, uh, that one, uh, the whistleblower with David uh, Gorsh. Uh, Gersh. I always say Gorsh, but Grush. I apologize. I don't mean to be disrespectful of that. Um, that that put it all uh, into, into the spotlight. And then we raced into these hearings last week. 
and I couldn't wake up to watch all of them. Uh, I watched it uh, live towards the end, but uh, I did go back and, and look, and, and of course, all the commentary emerges. And here's where I'm at with it. Here's here's the problems I see with it, and why it, it must be taken seriously, um, but for not not for the fun reasons. I'll start with this. Um, I, I don't I don't know where the whistleblowers going. I have watched several videos in the last couple of days. God bless that algorithm of body analysis experts, um, you know, mentalists, those type of folks, but but credentialed those who uh, work in, in kind of the law enforcement. Uh, they're not law enforcement, but work with law enforcement on interrogation, interviews, all those kind of things. Uh, some more uh, public facing, uh, you know, magic trick type of body readers. But a lot of them, you watch one and a lot pop up. And I, I watched one today for 45 minutes and and. I, there's a general belief of yeah, there might be some truth or there might be a thought of truth, but there's a lot of things that don't add up here and a lot of things that don't continue to add up here. I uh, at one point started, uh, so I watched those videos. At one point I also started watching, uh, uh, reading a bunch of articles and, and, and posting a lot of articles too uh, on threads. Follow me on threads. And there is a guy named Jason Calavito uh, and a guy named Stephen uh, Greenstreet. Uh, there's a guy named Mick West. There's a guy named Michael Shermer. Put a pin in that name. Uh, I've been familiar with that name for a while. And uh, they're hated, of course, in the UFO community. Of course they are. Uh, of course they are. Uh, but I've been reading uh, them. I've been uh, seeing uh, these names pop up. And, and I, I want to make sure I'm not going but point by point to rebut things. I'm just trying to explain my perspective on this. Everyone around this whistleblower, and there's photos of them. A couple years ago, he's talked about uh, two, this 2017 article, Ralph Blumenthal, Leslie Keen, Helene Cooper, um, the one that said there's this government program. Uh, that kind of sparked his interest. Uh, that led to connections with the Jeremy Corbells of the world, uh, Lou Elizondo, uh, George Knapp, all those kind of folks. He, he comes, he whistleblows, and he goes to News Nation, uh, which is um, owned along with The Hill by uh, by the same company that owns the Channel 8 uh, news uh, station out in Vegas where George Knapp works, uh, which, again, sounds like now, now we're getting into conspiracy theories on the other side, but these, these are facts. Um, and he's constantly around these folks, and these folks are all tied together, and they're all on the same page, and they've been doing this for a while. A lot of it just because they simply want to believe, think they believe, think they have evidence, and just trying to come from that, I'll say, in an honest perspective, and I don't mind that conversation around it. Um, you know, I, I watched Jeremy Corbell's Bob Lazar doc. Uh, it's fascinating stuff. I watched a lot of his interviews. I got no axe to grind against these people. I got no words to say to them that... Um, I would want to intentionally be disparaging. Again, I'm fascinated by what brings them to here. And without a doubt, why wouldn't you wonder about what you see in the sky? And why wouldn't you wonder if based on some of the videos you've seen? But it's gone this far, and it's, that's where it stopped being fun for me in the last week. It stopped being about, ooh, aliens, what do we got? What's going on there? This is kind of fun. And it started being about... <sighs> It started being about a group of, of, of people desperately trying to get power, trying to get some sort of legitimate feelings, connecting with a group trying to hold on to their power. And that group for me is a, is, is a group of, of Republican congressmen, uh, representatives uh, for three of our states, well, two of our states, Representative Tim Burchett, Representative Matt Gates, Representative 
Anna Polina Luna. And that's when it went from wondering, hey, what's, what are they going to disclose? Disclosures here to you are standing alongside political personalities that are, have been and continue not just act with uh, bad intentions and, and I think uh, bad ideas and bad policies, but stoking a distrust in government ahead of Trump's criminal cases as the day I record this federal indictment number, what, three, four? Who knows? We lost count. They're trying to stoke, uh, stoke a, a distrust in, in the government, deep state conversations, deep state conspiracies. This is ahead of those cases, possible cases, more, more indictments, possible jail time. Who knows? Uh, ahead of the 2024 election. They're all dangerous conspiracy theorists. Thoughts on the two-tier justice system, January 6th, election fraud, liberal elite groomers, pedophiles, drink elites drinking the blood of babies. They're in line with that kind of stuff, even if they haven't all directly said it. They stand with that stuff. And of course, the big one right now, Trump is being targeted by the deep state. I have no doubt that Representative Tim Burchett uh, believes that there could be aliens and that there are aliens. I don't, I don't doubt that for one second. He seems very sincere in that. It's his right to um, think that. Uh, but I watched on Twitter. I watched friends I know, people I love and respect, absolutely going apeshit over the idea that they think that all of this was confirmed, that uh, didn't you hear this guy goes under oath, all these people go under oath. What about these pilots? What about, and what do we do? And no evidence emerged. And yes, they're going to get ev evidence in a skiff. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, Gorsh hasn't got cleared or whatever that was. I don't know. Tim Burchett said it, but I can't, I can't believe him. Who knows? And I say this, great. If the evidence comes out, wonderful. Wonderful. It won't. It won't. Because there it doesn't exist. I'm telling you, it doesn't exist to the level that you all want it to be. And it's upsetting upsetting because now you're standing alongside people like Gates, Burchett, and Luna. You're standing there. How are they right suddenly on this one? This is the one they're getting right after, after election fraud, after a groomer pedophile talk, after deep state two-tier justice system talk. This is what the one, this is the one. Why? Because Matt Gates saw something. He could emerge with an alien on his, uh, uh, right sitting next to him in the hearing, sharing a, a soda with him. And I wouldn't uh, want to stand with him anyways. It is about that for me. It's a group desperately trying to get power. A lot of these uh, people associated uh, with the whistleblowers camp are, are in and around the defense contract indus industry. And they're trying to connect with this mostly Republican-driven hearing. Now, it is Democrats as well. And it's all started with the Democrat, Harry Reid. who are trying to hold on to their power. And what better way, as I've said before, to keep the just extraordinary amount of money funded into our military. The best in the world, and I sleep under the blanket of freedom they provide, and guess what? I still want to, and guess what? I have no problem with a large amount of money going to our military. I really don't. But it's overfunded, and it's overfunded in a way that uh, should be looked at more closely. And most of it is defense contractors. You should be upset that Harry Reid in 2007 got uh, told by one of his uh, buddies up there at the Pentagon, I went out to Skinwalker Ranch and I saw something, therefore we should investigate it uh, as the government, uh, uh, and they, get, they find $22 million and give it directly to Robert Bigelow, an old friend. 
Bigelow, now one of DeSantis's bigger biggest donors. You should have problems with that. That's it's not a theory stuff. That's fact. And that it, 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 that's what it really, really changed for me. You've got to look at personal themes. You've got to look at choices. You've got to look at where you stand. You do have a lot of other people in this hearing, of course. Karen Gillibrand, Marco Rubio. I'm not a fan of Marco Rubio, but every time he talks about it, the general vibe from him is, I don't know, aliens? Maybe. But I think uh, transparency and uh, finding out if there's something that we need to know about, we should need to know about it. Um, Karen Gillibrand, Democrat, has the For the Troops vibe. You had uh, uh, AOC, everyone's favorite or everyone's least favorite, <laughs> depending on the side of the aisle. AOC at the hearing had some good questions on Twitter. When asked, uh, some people tweeted her some follow-up stuff, and uh, she's, uh, she said, hey, did it go back and listen to the hearing. And then she went on her social media and did a pretty interesting and compelling live video of, I don't know, evidence, and I'm paraphrasing completely. I don't know. Evidence it didn't seem to be any, but uh, I think more importantly, we should be worried about the four hundred. Uh, what is it? Four hundred billion dollars of our military bu- budget that goes to defense contractors, and that there's defense contractors involved in this. And she's not saying this, but it's something we've been saying on the podcast for a while. It just kind of follows this line of of, of government thinking. Uh, I won't even, I'll say it leans to a side, but that's not even true necessarily when it comes to the military industrial complex. Stoke those fears. Cold War. That's where a lot of this emerged. That's where a lot of UFO talk started. 47 and beyond, earlier and beyond. Yes, there's stories before and there's hieroglyphics on caves that are suspicious. Got it. Got it. But we don't know that. We have to deal with what we do know. We have to do, and we do know that fear has been stoked. Post Cold War, we also have the the war of war on drugs emerges towards the end of the Cold War, seventies and beyond. That kind of wraps up. Cold War kind of wraps up, or at least that one. I'm sure there's, uh, you could say there's others. Uh, then, again, as we said before, war on terror, all that's gone. Now we got the war on the skies. Keep funding, keep getting the money, and you, now you got a group of shady people, and that's the thing. They are shady no matter any way you slice it. Leslie Keen, uh, Ralph Blumenthal, the reporters. Uh, uh, you've got uh, Louis Elizondo. Was he the director of uh, uh, A-Tip? Uh, or was that a real thing? Who uh, He resigned. He's, he's got some questions that need answering. Robert Bigelow, Harry Reid. Rest in peace, Harry Reid. Wanted to do this because he believed it as part of his religion. I don't believe $22 million should be tossed around of, of our money based on someone's um, religious beliefs and wanting to prove that. Uh, I don't think that's something that I'm standing by. And all of this, this, this shadiness has been documented through the work of people like Stephen Greenstreet. Greenstreet. Hated, hated. He's just got to be one of the, perhaps the most hated person in the <laughs> Twitter sphere. God bless him. I don't know how he lives his life. I retweeted one of his his uh, his uh, links, um, and then uh, he retweeted uh, like mine back. Actually, retweeted this blathering uh, the blathering episode last week, and I got just a small thing. And no one even came after me. They were going after like him, and I was included. I'm like, how does this guy? How does he get through lunch every day? And then you got Jason uh, Calavito, who's great, who's working on a book I can't wait to read about James Dean and the moral panic of the 1950s, uh, which does tie to this. It does title a lot of this stuff about our great fears as a nation forming post-war. 
What are we? Uh, what are we afraid of? The, the the Russian, the Soviet threat. We got to look to the skies. And the sci-fi stories of the day reflected that, and 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 the pursuit, the belief in UFOs does fall out of that. I'm fascinated to read his book, but he had an article from 2021 detailing the same people, the same names, the same people hanging around this whistleblower at an alien convention in Alabama in 2022. The same people hanging out back, uh, I was going to say backstage, but <laughs> the backstage of the hearings, having a great time as they should because they've won. They've gotten this far. And these are the people going, there's something up there. People are hiding it, and we could help you. Just you know, give us some money, defense contract money. Let's, we got the scanners to see it. We got the truth. And that's where a lot of this kind of stuff will head it. Follow the money, that statement that comes up a lot. And then there's just the people uh, like Michael Shermer and Mick West, among others. And there's a lot of people with... PhDs and doctorates, and I'm a I'm a dumb comic and a podcaster in a in a, in a dark lit studio. But um, you should follow those people. There's this the, Mick West. This has been uh, his life after his uh, first big career ended. His first big career was video game design, in which you have to understand a lot about technology, a lot about 3D rendering, a lot about those kind, a lot of those kind of uh, uh, skills translated into a lot of the things he does with debunking. But he worked on the Tony Hawk games, which are some of my favorite games of all time, so I'm already on board. But here's the thing I like about this this Mick West character. Go seek him out. Go watch him. He has his web, website, metabunk.com. The fact that he is going after UFOologists and UFOs and UFO footage right now, alleged UFO footage, is, is not something, it's not his only focus. It's not what got him up in the morning 20 years ago. He started going into what I think is, we touched upon last week, but is even more important. Um, in the bigger picture of this. It's the conspiracy theory mindset. He's written a book on uh, getting out of the rabbit hole. I think it's called Down the Rabbit Hole. I, 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 I've got it. Um, it's being shipped to me now. Uh, chemtrails, 9-11. Some of those big conspiracies over the course of time. And to me, those kind of conspiracies and wondering who shot Kennedy might be on the same tree. There might be branches on the same tree, but they're, they're not necessarily the same. And I, I, I say this in good faith that hoping that people understand, understand me. Because sometimes, you know, Watergate um, exposed a lot of um, things about the CIA we didn't know. And there are things that covert operations. All, there are things in the shadows. Absolutely. There's no Illuminati. There's no deep state trying to go after it. There isn't. There isn't. There's people in power trying to control and keep their power. That is the only constant. I think that would go into. So I, I, yeah, I am one of the people. This is you know, more, most likely Oswald acted alone, right? That's, I'll say that. Why I say that? Because it's probably the the most obvious answer is the answer. But uh, you, you, you don't think I'm interested in hearing other theories? Oh God, no! I want to give me TV shows, give me docs, give me movies, give me more Oliver Stone stuff. I'll watch it all because it's fun. But it's fun until it isn't anymore. And conspiracy thinking and the conspiracy mindset, the distrust of authorities goes beyond just the normal. I don't trust the people telling me what to do. It's this new kind of stupid that uh, Mark Marin talks about in his most recent stand-up comedy special. Where in the past, um, you know, said this before butchering Marin's jokes here, but in the past it's been like, ah, I'm kind of stupid. Now it's like, Oh, so you say you're a scientist and that's the mindset that goes into a lot of the stuff, but it's always been there. It's always been there. 
social media just brought these uh, subcultures out. So even though I'm fascinated by why would you think um, the earth is flat, the fact that nothing can disprove it in their minds is, is, is emblematic of, a, of, of another set of problems. I talked previously, uh, last week and beyond, I believe conspiracy theories can often hide harsh, harsh truths that uh, are usually about social issues or issues related to oppressed groups or just truths that you don't want to face. And it's just easier to, to say the aliens built the pyramids. That's a general sweep through it. Um, but that's kind of where I go to it. That it's okay to say, look, I have this video, but it's also needed to go through it and question it and disprove it. And Mick West does it in a almost dis dispassionate, methodical, boring manner. I've watched a lot of his videos in the last week. He's great. He's also, it's almost boring. I almost have to turn it off. I watched him slowly go over the, uh, a lot of the, the Tic Tac videos, the, the gimbal, the flare, the go fast. Most people, he's one of them. Most people believe the go fast video is not of an object going fast. And they use science, these basic, basic trigonometry, um, theories that they then show. Mick West, go, he doesn't just say, hey, I'm debunking your alien video. There's the 2017 Chilean UFO video from the Chilean media, uh, military that they took two years to say, we, we don't know. Mick, Mick West has a video in which he and a, and a, and a partner researched, they went through it and they showed, they showed their work. They didn't just disprove that Chilean uh, military video as not UFO. They proved what specific plane it was that was flying over this guy. And he goes into it. You might not like him. You might not want to believe him. But he's not screaming at you. Because one of his things, one of the things he preaches about breaking people out of conspiracy mindsets is to remain calm and have a sense of empathy for their position. That's, that's where I would fail. That's why I had to get off UFO Twitter as soon as I could last week. Um, as soon as I could. Because I wanted to grab some people by the collars and start screaming. But Mick West sits there. He takes it all. He goes through it. He gets a little snarky when he needs to because people are questioning his intelligence. But the UFO thing is just the next thing on his list. Same can be said for Michael Shermer. Michael Shermer is a longtime uh, uh, skeptic, um, high education background. Um, I had have never met him, but I was aware of him. I was aware of him for a um, long time because he worked closely with a guy named Donald Prothrow, uh, a professor. Uh, geology teacher uh, at uh, uh, some schools there. And uh, he, um, he, he and, and Shermer uh, for a while worked on, um, worked on destroying the pseudoscience of folks like Robert Bigelow and his NIDS program that he had for 20 years or whatever it was on, on Skinwalker Ranch. And uh, Donald Prother was actually, uh, at one point, the uh, teacher of um, my former girlfriend. So actually, uh, I met him a few times, and it's a, it's a weird small world. Nothing to add to that, just I was doing a lot of research, and it was like, oh, Prothero, Prothero's name just showed up. I know him. Uh, and there is a... Um, 
there, here's, here's a quote from Donald Prothrow from one of his books. I'm just going to read it. Keep in mind, I'm someone with a spiritual background, someone who at this point believes in God, but I have no proof. I always say, God, religion, Jesus, the son of God, it's all bets we're willing to put down and we won't, we won't really find out till we cash out of the, this casino, right? Here's what Donald Prothrow said, and this is about conspiracy theories and, and, and why, I, uh, why I'm really fighting it over these UFO hearings. And then we'll move on to some other stuff here, all right? Uh, there's uh, lots of people out there, Prothrow writes, lots of people out there who accept science when it's convenient. But there's a lot of things that science tells us they don't want to hear. And so then they reject those so-called inconvenient truths. And so this sort of weird little way of doing things is not only true of creationists, he says, it's true of climate deniers, it's true of AIDS deniers, anti-vaxxers, a whole bunch of various kinds of alternate medicines, alternative medicines. It's a very common thread. And many of them have very similar strategies in the way they battle against the reality of science. This is a scary thing because they will accept what science has done in the way of, quote, give us progress and give us technology and give us transportation. And yet they just don't want science when it gets in the way of ideology or religion. He, he wrote that in 2013. Um, just in referring to the anti-vaxxers thing there. Um, that's where my heart is right now. Every little detail in there, that's his words, not mine, but that's where I'm at, where you have these reasoned, um, intelligent people. You have a lot of NASA, a former NASA engineer, engineer gave a thread on Twitter today that, that Mick West had responded to, detailing over 10 incidents where uh, radar readings and stuff uh, uh, um, uh, had confused them and what they thought was something wasn't. And, and uh, you have astronaut Scott Kelly, brother of former astronaut now... Uh, was it Senator Mark Kelly uh, talking about a story just like a month or so ago on video telling a story of when he was up there in, in one of the space shuttles. They were ready to close the payload doors and they, they couldn't because they saw on camera that something was in the payload and they couldn't close it and they needed to close it or they don't return to Earth or they don't return to Earth in one piece. And so they go out there for get ready to go out for a spacewalk and they realize what they were seeing on camera was actually uh, something in space, in the sky, in, in, in the... Uh, and the stars there that wasn't, it was miles away, but it looked on camera like it was in the back of the space shuttle. There's a lot of those kind of things that people are bringing up. Then there's the other side with the, the Colavito and Green Street side, which is more the investigative journalist side who are connecting all these dots, connecting the, the, the weird conspiracy theorists, uh, the defense contractor adjacent folks. And look, the day after the hearing, the day after the hearing, we got this uh, uh, this idea that uh, you know the Senate passed a bill, a uh, large bill, but also uh, had an increase. Twenty seven million dollars was the increase for the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, the Arrow Office. You keep hearing out, and um, although the total authorized funding level remains classified, this uh, story I'm reading adds. This is this bill sponsored uh, in part by Kristen Gillibrand. Um, who wanted a funding boost in the Armed Services Committee. So you, you got the follow the money folks, then you got the debunkers who are basing it on, on science, who are basing it on reason. And then in the middle of it here, you got the same people over and over for nearly 30 years, all these connections, um, connecting this threat that must be addressed through contracts and funding and uncovering the truth, 
Tra- the Travis Taylors. And I, wa- I watched the Avengers, uh, the, the Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. It's fun. It's silly. I'm fascinated with these folks. And now it's a new level of danger to me. Dr. Travis Taylor, Jay Patton, George Knapp, Jeremy Corbell, Robert Bigelow, Harry Reid, rest in peace, Leslie Kane, Robert Blumenthal, Jay Lacostic, Hal Putoff, Uri Geller, Brandon Fugel, Lou Elizondo. Some names jump on, some names leave, but it's the same core group and they're all around this whistleblower. But what about the pilots? Ah, what about the pilots? What about the pilots? Dave Fravor, Commander Dave Fravor, seems like a good guy. Um, my previous line of work put me around a lot of police, fire, and former, uh, current, and future military personnel. Uh, one of my uh, friends uh, was uh, is actually still uh, married to a, a former F-18 pilot who flew them for 30 years. He's now a commercial pilot. I've I, um, been around those folks. Good folks. Good careers. I think they're highly intelligent and capable in what they're doing. I also think they love talking dog commercials, um, dumb action flicks, and um, don't have a lot of wit and insight to anything outside of the cockpit. And, and that sounds snarky. It is. I don't know Dave Fravor, but he has the look of every one of these folks I've hung out with for 17, nearly 20 years in my last line of work. And I believe exactly. And he said he's the only one. He's the only one I believe. To be honest, well, the other, the, the other pilot was Ryan Graves. I, I understand where both are coming from. But this Fravor guy admits in the hearing, I, I didn't want, they had asked me six times to be here. I don't want to be here. He was reluctant to tell the story. There is, again, there is a stigma. But the uh, another thing on the stigma thing, these, these, uh, the, this group that I just read and all the people around them, they really hide behind that stigma thing a lot, I think. Because it's a great idea, but it's quite a shield. Quite a shield. Uh, there's just a stigma talking about this. But anyways, here's a load of bullshit. Don't question me on it. Stigma, stigma shield, stigma shield. Anyway, here's some bullshit. Believe it, believe it. Get more money for us. Believe it, believe it. Go to conventions where we get $10,000 a weekend. Uh, here's our grift, here's our grift. Don't question it. Stigma shield is up. That's why I've lost the, 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 the desire to go too far down the stigma path. There is one. Talk about it. Let's talk about it. Fravor talks about it. And I think I absolutely believe he's true in his thinking here. He did see something he couldn't identify. That's a fact. He did describe something as performing with speeds, maneuvers, and tech that he doesn't understand. But it doesn't mean that other people can't. It doesn't mean that other people can't understand it or describe what it actually is. He keeps repeating the same story. No new information arises to confirm anything he believes. But information or theories have emerged and continue to emerge to show that it most likely was not what he believes it is. That's just where I stand on that. All right? I don't mean to make it personal for this guy. I don't mean to place a dumb comic above him, but there's just... I can't fly a plane. Cannot fly a plane. Um, A lot of them have backgrounds that do go beyond just flying to the plane. I understand that. But they are not the authorities. They are only describing what they saw and could not explain. Go find these videos. Start with Mick West. If you don't like him, go on out. to Other people who calmly, they're not YouTubers. They're on YouTube. But they're calmly explaining what the videos are or at best, sometimes, what they could be. And there's still a lot of room. 
So if you come away from one of those tic-tac videos and say, there it is, irrefutable proof, you, you, you got 10% of the story. And that just kept getting thrown up last week. Then the idea that this was all, again, going back to this group, this was all brought forward in 2020 by former NIDS investigator Eric Davis. Same claims in 2020. No evidence was found. It went nowhere. Ah, but it was buried by the deep spadate. Of course it was. Of course it was. And I'm, I, I, I went down a path I didn't want to go to where I'm just sitting here uh, going through the rebuttal. Just, this has been in my thoughts for the last couple of weeks because it's, it's insanity. And this leads into other problems. I don't understand... I know there's excitement that the ah, non-human biologics, biologics, it, I don't know, it was a squirrel spaceship. I don't know. There's no logic to it. You got a lot of scientists I saw, saw this week. Yeah, there's probably a 100% reality that there's a life form out there. Whether or not they could get here, travel the light speed needed, get through our atmosphere, who knows, and then they keep crashing here. What do they want with us? And the, and the reports are around the world. This isn't just a USA, American-centric thing. There's reports around the world. And there's reports throughout history. I get it. I get it. But if someone from 1722 in a journal says, Hark, I seeth something in the sky round in shape. Uh, why we... we don't, how am I to believe him, uh, that, that writing, any more than, than uh, a pilot... Uh, Confused about infrared flare, like in the in, in speed of the moment. This leads to dangerous lines of thinking. If you don't think that, look at COVID. Look at January 6th. Look at where we are. And I'm not even saying it's all coordinated. I'm not even saying it's all, this isn't some big giant coordination going on by those, the conspiracy theorists, that it's all connected. This is how people react. When faced with something that was historic in our time, historic on a level not seen since, what, the 1918 Spanish flu uh, uh, pandemic, but um, COVID comes along and it was earth-shattering. People lost lives. And days of, of, of the um, lockdowns beginning, a friend of mine lost his dad. Another friend of mine lost his dad uh, shortly after that. And that changed the way I looked at it. I've said those stories before, I know. But even I, I was on stage in Las Vegas a week before we were locked down. Coronavirus had already started to be a story. What do you do in those moments? You joke. You don't face it. I said before, on the morning of 9-11, me and my uh, three roommates sitting in our apartment in Canoga Park made some of the best jokes we've ever made. We are dying laughing as we watch the towers come down because if we didn't do that, we might have run our heads through the windows. And we had those fun in the moment as we're joking conspiracy theories as well because it could not possibly be what we're seeing must be something else we don't understand. It must be a secret that is not being shared. I was on stage in Vegas a week before the lockdown. And I was making jokes about the virus as well. Nothing 
tremendously horrible, nothing even tremendously funny. She's making jokes about people rushing to get toilet paper. I did that because I didn't understand what was coming. Friends of mine uh, were texting me, what do you think? I don't know. I don't know, this will pass. Bird flu. Pig swine flu. Mad cow. We've, uh, We've heard this before. It never affects us. It's not real. And I came back from uh, a trip to Disneyland because I was at Disneyland the day they'd announced it was being locked down in two days. I came back and I'd been on vacation and Grace and I didn't have a lot of food or supplies in the house because we had gone back to back, Vegas, and we came back for a couple of days and we went to Anaheim for like two or three days. So it was one of those times where I didn't have a lot of things, all uh, not a lot of food and supplies in the house. And the panic hit me. And the panic hit me and... um started questioning what was really happening. Uh, calling friends. Well, I heard this. I heard this. I heard, I heard uh, just gonna, martial law is coming, this and that. I, I started believing every theory in the world except for the one thing in front of me, uh, that a virus was sweeping the world and we needed to address it and act accordingly. And that carries out in this line of conspiracy thinking. A lot of it begins from a natural, normal place. You don't want Biden to be president. You want Trump to be president. Someone keeps telling you something's fishy. Something's going to be fishy. Those mail, they were worried about those mail-in ballots six months before the election. He's talking with someone close to me who's uh, not someone who's in support of what happened on January 6th. Someone who no longer really supports Trump, thank God, finally. But even they said recently, even after saying I don't support Trump, they said I had my suspicions too because Biden didn't really campaign much and, and, and suddenly had all these votes show up. This is, mind you, someone who's, to my knowledge, never uh, done mail-in balloting. I don't have the stats in front of me, but most liberal or Democrat or progressives or someone like me who's uh, technically registered independent but Democrat-leaning now – uh, I've been using mail-in ballots for many elections. We embrace something new. We embrace the change. There's dangers, yes. Oh, yes, there's dangers. And we found some actual fraud in the last election in, in Georgia, I think we can look at, and it wasn't on the side of, of the Biden winning. But regardless, regardless, it's the line of thinking that gets you there. So imagine... You then pack up your bags and head to a uh, rally on January 6th. As I've said before, without a doubt, I don't believe everyone there that day was there for the specific idea to uh, march on the Capitol, take it over, and uh, cause harm to anybody. I think they had their dumb red hats on and their dumb red shirts and their dumb points of view on the world and their dumb points of view on... Uh, diversity and progressiveness and agency for women and uh, go on and go on down the list there. They wanted to be angry about it. But in the face of facts, theories remain. The absence of facts, I should say, theories remain. Next thing you know, you're throwing a brick through a window. So... I don't think it's harmless. 
to be all on board the confirmation and proof that UFOs are, are now real based on that hearing. It, it's never going to be a case if we told you to, so, Ken. If, if suddenly UFOs appear, I will not be like, well, that was wrong. I'll be like, great. Now we know. But this is not the pathway to knowing. This is the pathway to more dangerous actions by groups of people just want to believe something that they've made up in their mind or are being told in the reality. Part of the reality for me is this is it. We might find our way to Mars, but no one's taken us there. This is it. What do you do with this life and what do you do with this planet? That's what this is all about. That why I'm not worried about whether they're aliens or not. If there's another civilization eons away from us, there's so many stars and galaxies in the sky, of course it's possible. I get that part. But they ain't coming here. They ain't crashing in New Mexico. They ain't coming by to pick up another copy of the White Album. Shout out to the movie Men in Black. They're not dropping off Blu-ray players and saying reverse engineer it. They're not doing that because it's us here. And we've got to take care of ourselves. We've got to take care of this planet. We've got to take care of all of our people. And that's where I want to focus on. That's where I want to go. So I am sad that I now have to be the grumpy asshole in the corner of the room saying, no, nah, there's no aliens, at least not anything that these fine folks are talking about. I don't want to be that. I'm moving farther away from it. And when I say I'm moving farther away from it, I'm moving farther away from being the jokey, fun, YouTube uh, D-level personality on a show with C-level personalities for the last five to ten years. I can make a lot more money, get a lot more people to uh, listen to me here if I just did an aliens are in fact real show what stories do you got if I was just uh, playing on the surface of things but this all ties even to how I talk about pop culture and why I'm on about how you talk about, about pop culture how you understand pop culture how you work with all of it how you understand uh, how you understand media it, it, it does translate to the world it does it does and this is no different. We all have personal themes. The one theme that uh, this whistleblower has shown in his uh, interview, and I saw a couple people talking about it. It's not an original thought from me. He is, a, he is a man who's constantly looking for belonging. Strong Pittsburgh family upbringing, goes in the military because he, in his own words, respects the uniform, wants to be a part of it even to, uh, make sure to say that he's not talking bad about all the government. I don't want to I don't want to have that kind of view on it. I want to be part of that. I want to he has a, he wants uh, hopes that maybe coming forward with all the stuff will will bring the world together. We can all be part of that. He has a desire to belong. And I think because he's never seen anything directly, just been shown and told things. I think he connected while searching for greater answers, he connected with a group of people that said, you want to belong, you want to have this important task, be part of us, come to these conventions, come hang out with us, we'll tell you what's really going on. You're in a position to know that, right? And I think, in my estimation, that he believed it, 
because he wants to belong and he believes in his heart, he might be doing something right. I don't know if he's outright lying. I don't think that. It doesn't read that way. But I think his personal themes led him to this spot. And that's why I don't just simply talk about whether I like or don't like a space saga TV show or a superhero show. I don't just... uh, have snark about movies or TV shows or music or celebrities. I treat it all with the respect it deserves because all that is our art. All of that is our culture. It's how we inform ourselves. It's how we look at ourselves. It's how we tell everyone else, here's what we are. Here's what we like because here's what we believe in. And I think that applies to this situation as well too. And sorry, I could do some wacky stuff. What did go wrong with Secret Invasion? I haven't finished it. I liked it so far. I haven't finished Secret Invasion. Maybe the ending was bad. I don't know. But I'll say this. I saw a lot of people tweeting about what they thought that show was about. And that wasn't fucking it, you idiots. Pay attention to themes and stories and what the art is trying to communicate. Listen to people and their personal themes, their choices, what they actually are saying. That show is about what we're talking about. When you don't know who to trust and you information and facts are, are on a slippery slope all the time and you're trying to process the trauma, scrolls find a new home, the world's still surviving the blip, and you have some understandable and, and righteous concerns and it leads you to being disenfranchised, to being feeling like you don't belong, to feel like there's something working against you. So that drives you to a point of action, terror, radicalization that you wouldn't normally find yourself in. You started in a reasonable spot and you ended in a place lacking reason. That is what the show Secret Invasion was about. I haven't finished it. I don't know if every decision was the best. That's not the point. That's not how I discuss pop culture. I discuss what the artists are saying because that is what they're saying about our world. It all ties together. I'm Ken Napsock. That's it for now. This is The Blathering. I'm a little grumpy. I'm a little angry. I'm also really hot. I'm definitely hungry. Follow me on all the social media platforms. I'm posting more and more on threads because Twitter, X, whatever the hell it is, is is beyond the pale now. But that's that. Support me on Patreon if you want. Get the Hope t-shirt at the merch levels. Uh, I posted um, one of my more recent stand-up comedy sets. This is part of the Mark Ellis and Friends show we did in San Diego. We got some good tape, and and I thought I had such fun at that show and, and had such a fun set. I'm going to share it. It's on my Patreon page, so if you want to see some stuff there, check it out. All right, that's it for now. I'm out of here. Aliens might be real, but it ain't what they're talking about. See you next time here on The Blathering.